0: And it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast.
1: Listening to the We Can't Wrestle
0: Podcast. Now it's time for our host, Nate Maxson. Hello, wrestling fans, and <laughs> welcome to episode 141 of the We Can't Wrestle Podcast. Damn. Nate Maxson here with you, along with my co-host. There, you heard him, Mr. Archie Mitchell, is here, of course. What's up, everybody? And my brother Aaron Maxson, as well. Hello. We're going to start a little project this week that we came up with. Uh, it'll be about a four or five week um, uh, level of episodes of the show. Uh, we are each coming up with dream rosters. We picked a year. We get 30 stars. You get to pick 30 pro wrestlers to be on your roster for that year. You can pick any available talent worldwide from that year. And then you're also going to tell us who are your your first world champion and first tag team champions of course we'll give reasons for why we picked said wrestlers. If we didn't, it would be like a 10-minute podcast. But um before we get into all of that, of course we gotta shameless plug things, right, Archie?
1: Yes, of course we do.
0: Of course yeah. we do. Well, of course we would be remiss if we didn't tell you to check out WrestleNet Radio. Many shows on WrestleNet Radio, it is available in the Google Play Store as an app for you to listen to 24-7, 365, pro wrestling talk and entertainment. You can hear virtual asylum shows on there. You can hear We Can't Wrestle podcasts, Reliving the Extreme podcasts. Aaron's show, the year that was, right now it's 1997. Yes. Of course, if you smell what the art... Go ahead.
2: Sorry, I was just going to say, all of this is like for the low, low price of... Fifty nine ninety five
1: a day. It's amazing, <laughs> and even for that, it would be cheap.
0: <laughs> of course, if you smell what the arch is cooking every week, Archie yes. spitting that venom. I do love that show.
1: We will have a uh, uh, an announcement this week uh, about the show going forward. So,
0: yes, we will, and uh, some more. I'm excited to announce. I can't officially announce it yet, but some more exciting content. By other providers coming to WrestleNet Radio in the next couple of weeks, so looking forward to that as well. I'm,
1: I'm excited for the Julia Childs podcast.
0: <laughs> you know there's, what, Julia Child something. Julia Child has one of the has one of the funniest things in the history of television ever, folks. Yes. If you've never seen it, oh my gosh, she's she's making a. I think it's either a ham or a turkey, one of the two, and she drops it on the floor. Yep. And she picks it up and she looks in the camera and she goes, Just so, just always remember, you're the only one in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> eh, eh, funny old broad. Anyway, <laughs> also want to discuss with everyone. Hey, you know what we haven't talked about on this show in a while? What? It's a fantastic group on Facebook, World Championship oh. Customs. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. We're still growing. Um, I think we're at 1300, uh, followers and f- members and things now. Um, and it, uh, guys have been coming in and showing Ninja Turtles lately and Marvel comics superheroes that they're coming mm-hmm. up with on their own, which have just been fantastic. And then we've got, of course, the wrestling customs, which is why we started it. Yes. And, I mean, guys are pulling out customs of AEW, older stars, um, uh, Someone made a set of um, Killer Bees the other day and they were fantastic. So, if you like custom figures, check it out.
0: And events, of course, where you can win memorabilia and uh, action figures, et cetera, et cetera. I was, uh, I don't know what happened today. I totally missed your tag. On your event, yeah. Archie tried. Anyway. Archie tried to. Archie tried to do an event for an, an evil crush today, Hasbro, and it didn't. It didn't fill. How does that even happen?
1: I don't know, but I guess because <laughs> it's the first of the month and it was a Sunday, yeah, everybody maybe. was probably out having a picnic. You know.
0: Yeah, I just, <laughs> I, just I just, I just completely missed it. But anyway. Um yes, definitely join World Championship Customs if you were a fan again of figures, custom figures, memorabilia, etc., et cetera. Et cetera. Yes. Do it to it. Join the group right now. And last and certainly not least, before we get to the meat of the matter, the content for this week's show, I would be remiss if I did not, of course, mention that on October the second, twenty twenty one, the Weekend Wrestle Podcast is the big draw <laughs> for a wrestling convention yes. Yes. coming to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yes, sir. The Heroes and Legends Wrestling Convention um, will be there in Fort Wayne, Indiana. If you're in the area, come see us because we will have a table there. We will be recording shows at the show and many different things happening at the Heroes and Legends. The War Memorial Coliseum, Fort Wayne, Indiana, October 2nd, 2021. We have went over some of the folks that are going to be there um, in the past few weeks, and we'll, we'll say more, of course, as we get closer to the show. And once tickets go on sale... I will also let you know about that. Now, what they have announced, uh, I think I don't know since the last time we talked about it. <coughs> Juventud Guerrero is going to be there.
1: The juice?
0: Yes, the juice. Oh my god, the juice! Yeah, they heard he was going to be in the same building as the uh, as the We Can't Wrestle podcast, and they decided to book him on AEW because uh, yeah. you know he got the rub. He got the rub, brother.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I heard also they're looking to sign Aaron as well, but only if he'll do a death match with Nick Gage.
0: Fuck
1: mm. that! No, no, no. He's gonna have the pizza cutter, and you're gonna have yeah. the pizza in your hand. You're talking about AEW. Yeah.
3: yeah,
2: I didn't need more reason not to want to work with those people. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me I got over that fucking
0: Herpy. <laughs> oh God. Also at the event, Hoobie's going to be wrestling at that event. Who's he wrestling? Um, He is wrestling a local guy, Cody Lee. Um, Elijah Burke is going to be wrestling Anthony Totelli for the HLW Heavyweight Championship. The Headbangers are going to wrestle. Gangrel will be wrestling on the card. Oh,
1: shit.
0: JTG is going to face Pineapple Pete.
1: Oh, now I definitely got to come. I wasn't (laughs) coming before. Now I'm coming.
0: Chris Masters is wrestling on this card, and many, many more. So, yeah, like I said, we'll get more of the lineup as time goes on, and when tickets go on sale, now, we will let you know.
1: Is Cody Lee the love child of Cody Rhodes and Brody Lee? <laughs> right. the,
0: the, the name sounds, sounds like it. We make it works, doesn't it?
1: Right. <laughs> This is our I'm, the side, Ameri- Cody League.
0: I'm the American Nightmare. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm actually
2: looking forward to seeing JTG. That dude, like, if you guys don't watch the NWA, I mean, he's so much. No, he's awesome on the NWA. He, he's gotten so much. I mean, he was always entertaining and everything, but I didn't think he was, like, you know, the, the greatest wrestler in the world. But that dude, he can get down now, man, and he's in shape. And, mm-hmm. Like, I, I give it a couple of years, and I think he's back. I think he'll, I think he'll be back with Vince
1: a couple the- years. The good thing about the NWA is after they got um, raped, pardon my way of using that word, but for all their talent, like Eddie Kingston and, you know, uh, Dunderosa and things, they brought in new guys like Chris Masters, JTG. And at first I was one of them moaning and groaning. going like, really? They picked up a lot of guys that got fired and haven't been on TV in years. But then you see guys like Chris Masters and JTG fighting now, wrestling and you're like damn where were these guys at 5 years ago yeah you know they they've really re- changed out changed out their, their their way of doing it
0: they've grown as talent and it also yeah. shows you that if you if you have people that 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 what do I want to say respect the wrestling business and respect the way it should be booked um, and use the talent properly you can take a roster of—I don't want to say a roster of misfit toys or whatever, but I think you guys know what I mean. You can yeah. take a, a roster you had to like tape together and say, "All right, right. this is who we got to work with."
2: And in NWA, they don't all look alike. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they don't all work the same style, and they don't all talk exactly the same way. Like I know in AEW, like they all look different, but they're all still fucking flying around fifteen thousand miles an hour and doing nonsense, yeah. and then the WWF, they're all... They they look like athletes, but they all look like athletes. You know what I mean? There's, <laughs> yeah. there's not a Trevor Murdoch in the WWE. I mean, Trevor right. Murdoch
1: was in the WWE, but you know what I mean. Like He wasn't used like he is being used in the NWA. He's right. great in the NWA.
0: Well, and that's you know? the other thing, too. The NWA, I think, does well. Having watched their last pay-per-view, they also know how to build a wrestling card. Mm-hmm. The, card the card starts the way it should start, and then you build through... Like, AEW... The card starts and ninety percent of the time every single match is the same match. Well, it's a hundred mile an hour. There's too many high spots. There's no there's no downtime. There's yep. no there's no you know, a certain kind of opening match and then you kinda of build the card towards your main event. By the time typical, you get to your main event, everybody's done everything already. A
1: typical AEW match, which it's almost five out of the six matches they have on their show, is lockup, up, wrist lock, super kick, suplex lock up wrist lock super kick suplex arm drag. And every match doesn't have
0: moves. every match doesn't have to be twenty fucking minutes long right. either, for God's right. sake.
1: Not if they're all gonna be the same. I mean if right. they're different then okay. You know <laughs> that's the thing about the NWA. They get an hour a night on their night mm-hmm. that they have their show mm-hmm. and they have five matches, but each match is like six minutes, eight minutes, the main event may go fifteen minutes Right. And they are different matches. You will not see the same move done twice on an NWA show. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: One name um, here that I noticed that I don't think I said last time we did the lineup for the show coming up on October 2nd. Scott Steiner oh, is going to be you're at joking. the show. No, Scott Steiner. I'm going to ask him to teach me how to do some math.
1: Yeah, I'm going to need an autograph with him
2: doing math on it. <laughs> I made the I made the NWA Facebook page laugh because they were like, "Happy birthday, Scott Steiner!" I was like, "According to Scott Steiner's math, he's 127." <laughs> I saw old. that. I laughed
3: at <laughs> <I knew. laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we're done with the shameless plugs. We're gonna roll on here, and this week Aaron gets to do his dream roster first. Archie is next week. Archie picked the year 1998. Yes, And then at some point in this series of episodes, we will have David Gold, the, uh, the Grand Poobah of the Asylum as well here to do 1999. And I have picked 1993. So David and Archie and I are stuck in the 90s. Aaron is in the 80s because Aaron picked the year 1989, the year of WrestleMania five, the year of Steamboat and Flair. What a year in the history of professional wrestling. Yep.
2: I picked it because it's my favorite year in the history of professional wrestling. That's why I picked it. 97 is my second favorite, but this is my favorite year. Everything was good. I mean, 97, everything was good too, but like guys that had been established in the 80s, you know, they were all hitting their stride. There Mm -hmm. were some older guys that were still around, but they were still good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, This this is just,
0: 89 is a great year. It is. A plethora of talent to pick from. I'm sure you had a hard time, you know, especially when, you know, I I don't know, like I'm still building mine, but the first maybe 10 are easy because you're like, these are the guys I know are my, like my 10 core, like top of the card main event guys. Then you get to that other 20 and you're like, and I'm just using this as an example. You know, I got 93. I'm like, all right. I want beautiful Bobby Eaton because, no, wait, I don't want beautiful Bobby Eaton because I don't want to leave this guy off or what right. have you. so
2: Um, yeah. what I did mine, I wrote down like guys that just popped into my head right away. You know, I didn't look at anything. I didn't research anything because I didn't want to be like, Oh, I'll pick that guy. But turned out he didn't debut until 1990. You know what I mean? That's right. right. But, um, um, so I made my initial list, and then I looked into rosters and read who was working and doing that, wrote another list, and then I can compared them. And if they were on both, I kept them, and then there were, like, names that I saw that I, didn't, I was like, shit, I didn't even think of that guy, because I didn't know he started in 89. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think
2: maybe he wasn't in the mainstream or whatever. So um, I also didn't want to pack my show or my, my roster with nothing but, like, main event guys. I was trying Same. to think- I was trying Dang. to think. Of it as, I was trying to think of it as like if I'm booking this thing, if I'm really building this roster, I don't want like Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. To, you know what I mean? It's like no, there's mm-hmm. gotta be. Not that I wouldn't want Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair. I'm just saying you yeah. gotta have a balance in it. And then I put yeah. a lot of consideration into my tag teams because that's important. So there's Dang. like a lot of. And I, I am going to admit that I did make a TV champion. I thought I didn't know we relegated it to just world and tag team champions,
0: but I had a you can, second. You can. Ah, fuck it. You can do whatever you want. All right. <laughs> All right.
2: So, um, boo. Boo. <laughs> so, what do you guys, how, what, I can't speak. What do that could?
0: What do what that, that could? could?
2: You're a normal man. You're not as drunk as I thought I was. <laughs>
0: We're live, pal.
2: When we actually had a set. I was just gonna ask you guys: you want me to go like my heel side and then my face side, jump back and forth?
0: I was. Um, you can do it however you want to do it because I w- I was just gonna do mine as like start it, start at my at my uh, I guess you'd say quote unquote bottom of the card or whatever, and right. work my way up to my main event, guys. But if you want to break it down heel face, you can do that too.
2: Uh.
0: Okay. Whatever. You, however, you want to do it.
2: All right, we'll go. Um, we'll go with the face side first. Um, okay. Not that the reason being is I think, and anybody that anybody can agree with me, but your heels are more important, so we'll talk about them last. Well, not last, but next. Um. So. My hmm. t- and when I say this, like. I don't want to preface this. These aren't particularly in like... Yeah,
0: Peck in order? Are.
2: They kind of are, but anyway. Um, the first guy out the shoot is Jeff Jarrett. A very young Jeff Jarrett.
0: Very young Jeff Jarrett. Definitely.
2: But a little white meat baby face. The the girls will like him.
0: And know. he he's probably generally going to get beat up by the big ugly heels. Yeah. Right. But he's,
2: he's out there. He's He's... He's gonna. He's a scrappy young man that's ready to, ready to get in there and get it done. And um, I think. And we, he, go, go ahead. Sorry. I was going
0: to say when you go to one of Aaron's cards, and the opening match starts. It's gonna the first song that you are gonna hear is "Simply Irresistible" by Rob yes. by, by,
1: by, by Robert Palmer. Robert Palmer. You, yeah. Um, you, you, With having Jeff Jarrett on your card, you know you are gonna hear him cut a promo where he calls everybody fad boy. That was just something Jeff said in every promo, no matter who he was fighting. Let me tell you something, Fat Boy. Fat boy. Well, he not be <laughs> calling
2: people Fat Boy on my show because he's a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he'd been in the business for three years, so I mean his rookie legs would have been out from underneath him, so I think Jeff mm-hmm. Jarrett would be a good... Um, it's a solid pickup. A solid pick. Um, you could put him in the beginning of the show, you could put him in the middle of the show, and he he is a capable wrestler, so Jeff Jarrett, anybody got any?
0: At this time, you would be picking him up from, he's probably still working underneath in Memphis, so he's he's under the learning tree, he's had some good, you know, like you said, three years, he's had good experience learning under Jerry Lawler and his dad, and yeah, right. I mean, a good pickup, Jeff Jarrett. I agree.
1: So, so no nays on Jeff Jarrett? No.
0: Nope, right. I didn't hear Archie Boo. No.
1: no. If, was, if might, this was like 99, maybe I'd be booing because then you got slapped up Jeff Jarrett. But <laughs> 89 Jeff Jarrett is good. All right. Next guy, he might even be teaming
2: with Jeff in some of these opening contests. Another good-looking white meat baby face,
1: Shane Douglas. Now, that's a pretty decent pickup for this time.
0: He was – um, what he's probably only about three years in at this point too. Right. Because I think, I think him and Mick started – out together in eighty six, I believe. Um I and I, I've said this on I've said this on Reliving the Extreme and I think I've said it on this show. Um I'm not I'm not a fan of Shane unless he's in E C W unless he's Shane Douglas EC, or ECW or E C W Shane Douglas. But right. um I can see where Aaron's going there. Like he said he could be in a tag team with Jeff right. Jarrett, you know? And uh getting beat up by heels and a guy, that's that, that they can, a guy that gets some enhancement wins on TV. Right. But uh, when it comes down to it, the, the, the main heels are going to probably be beating him.
1: And then well, surprise... Oops, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Archie. Well, I was just going to say, like you mentioned, he could be in a tag team with Jeff or with pretty much anybody. But you also have that Shane was getting experience at this point too because I think he was just finishing up with the Dynamic Dudes and getting ready to head over to WWE for that small WWF for that small little bit of time he had there and then ping-pong back to WCW to team with Ricky, you know, so and a lot of people don't and and
2: a lot of people don't think about this. Guess what year Shane Douglas debuted? What year? 1982.
1: What? Yep. I thought he started I
0: thought he started in like 85, 86. What was
1: he, 15? No, he got, his, he got his start. Like, he debuted in 82. Yeah, but uh, what is Shane? Isn't Shane Douglas only, like, 50 right now? Uh, Shane Douglas right now. Let me look that up. I don't know. He's 56. 56? Wow, I didn't know he was that old.
2: Yep. Um. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, wow. So he's got years under him, but he's still young. He's a good-looking guy. You know, Definitely, I'm not saying oh, a good-looking guy. Hey, Could even make a pull a he heel turn. Him? He's good-looking. No, I'm just <laughs> my boy.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he fits the bill. Could even pull a heel turn with him one one day. Yep, you know. Yep.
2: And the next guy on my list, kind of in the same role, and that's when these three like th- these three guys are my my white meat guys. They're going to open the show. They're going to Maybe, you know, a couple angles, get some sympathy from the from the crowd. And this guy should come to no surprise to Nate that he's on my list. Brad Armstrong.
1: Wow.
2: Brad Armstrong in my I, locker room. I like that. It, but, I like you him. know, if I don't, it, like, Brad Armstrong is in my locker room. And Brad Armstrong is. Me, I'm going to keep him. I'm going to keep him. Looking good. He might not have to win every time, but you, I can guarantee you that you tell Brad Armstrong to go out there and have a match. Mm -hmm. That'll get people off their ass. It'll get people off their ass. Brad Armstrong was fucking great. And it's
0: 1989, so he still has a fantastic perm.
2: Yeah, yeah, and those big sunglasses. Like like if Brad Armstrong could have got over camera shy, that dude Mm would have been.
0: Oh yeah, he is. He is as a worker bell to bell. He is in a class with oh, yeah. like an Owen Hart or Definitely. you know that that group of guys that that type of guy, um, a fantastic worker bell to bell. And actually, I don't know what I don't know what but I don't know what, I don't know what happened to my voice just then. But I don't know what happened when he kind of I guess went national like as far as NWA WCW when he was there because he was. Actually, really good on the mic in Continental. You know, working for his dad, and so I don't know if he just got national TV camera shy or what the deal was. But he was good at a, at a he was good at doing a fired up babyface promo in yeah. Continental.
1: And he was good when he was working with Brian Pillman and Liger for the light heavyweight belt too, in WCW. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was very believable as that gull- I hate to say it but gullible face that got tricked. You know, when Brian Pillman turned on him. Everybody believed it and was like, oh, damn, Brad got beat up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, here's the other thing, though, about Brad Armstrong, too. He was willing to take any gimmick they gave him in WCW. You know, he was Bad Street with the Freebirds for a little while. He was a man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you throw a mask yep. on that Brad guy. And tell him, hey, <laughs> right. Exactly. Hey, Brad, we need you to job a couple times this week. No problem. Give me a mask.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say too on on your card or on your roster, Aaron. He is he's he's a I guess you'd want to say a utility player too because right. he's one of those he's one of those guys that could you could have him in the like maybe he didn't even have an angle or anything going on for a while and you can elevate him up into like a TV title program and then he can come back down and he's not going to get hurt because his work's gonna, right, you know. Right. All
2: right. Anything else on Bradley?
1: Nope. Nope.
2: And by the way, I won't be giving Brad Armstrong any shitty gimmicks. He's just Brad Armstrong. No, I know, (laughs) but I'm saying if you needed to. All right. Next guy, Dustin Rhodes. I want me some Dustin Rhodes on my roster.
0: And at this time, he's in Florida. He's really young.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's also. I mean, WWE made it to the WWF there for a minute too.
0: And late '90, late '90,
2: late '90, yeah.
0: Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, 89, he was, I mean, he was, he was wrestling in 89. He was in Florida. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, he. He's, um,
2: he's my puppy with big paws. That's the guy that I'm going to be able to get out there and, and like put him with some of my heels that I'm going to talk about here in a little bit and learn this, learn this boy. And because he's a big boy. He's got the name. You know what I mean? Like he's got <coughs> the name, mm-hmm. so that's going to bring the people in.
0: Natural charisma.
1: Natural he, uh, charisma. He excelled in the ring when he was with Austin and with Rude when they battled for the TV and the United States title. And I think he grew as a wrestler being with both those heels in that ring. Mm -hmm. And honestly and truthfully, if someone would have given him a fair shake as just being Dustin Rhodes, he could have been a world champion. Maybe not in the WWF, but in WCW in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But because they saddled him with that Gold dust gimmick, and then he never really... Went any further without that gimmick because then he was Black Rain and he was, you know, seven and, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now he's the American whatever he is, you know, Dustin never got that fair shake. So I think, I think, Aaron, you got a, you got a good job there with, uh,
0: with Dustin. Nowhere yeah. to go but up. Right.
1: And maybe may booking him,
2: I could get his dad to come in and do some commentaries. Ooh. Guest <laughs> appearances and shit. Right, right. in the mother. belly welly. Yeah,
0: I let me tell you can, something, baby. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be here in Best List Pro Wrestling.
2: <laughs> I could be like, I, can, I hey, Dustin's going to be wrestling one of the heels. I'm going to name in the future. And Dusty Rhodes will be at ringside. Fucking people show
1: up. I'll sell <laughs> out that pavilion, goddammit. Right. <laughs> when Dustin starts getting double teamed by the heels, Dusty can come in, take that big belt off and that shirt, do a little shucking and jiving. <laughs> Right in the belly, well, leave your shirt it. on, Dust. Until your belly, <laughs> so you, you know he always had an undershirt under under the jean shirt he would take off. <laughs> All right, next guy. He
2: is my uh, I don't want to say old hand or my old face, These guys have guy has been around forever, and he's going to teach some of these guys some shit. And he would honestly probably be an agent in my in my locker room, and that is Tito Santana.
0: Oh, and at this time, Tito's not old,
1: old, right? No, he's
2: not, but he's been around forever. Mm -hmm. And like, he would be my guy that would be, okay, I'm not going to be, well, I wouldn't even say I'm not going to be at the building because I'm smart enough to not try to tell wrestlers how to wrestle, but he would be the guy that, okay, who's, who's working tonight? This guy, this guy. Okay. He is, I, I have an A by his name because Tito Santana's one of my two agents. Mm-hmm. And he's also working. So he's a he's a he's an agent worker. So I'm getting two things out of him. And you know he's not going to be disrespectful to anybody. He's not going to be a pain in the ass to anybody. And everybody's going to respect him. So why wouldn't you want that guy being? I mean, I, he's more than just a wrestler. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. He's still at the age too where. It isn't. It wouldn't be balked against or balked at if you did decide at some point to move him up into the main event picture or the secondary title picture. You know, he's still got. He's still got. Uh, I mean, his physique's still good. He's still wrestling. It. I mean, Tito never got bad. Like yeah. even oh. watching him, even when we watched him in the '93 stuff in, in ECW. Granted, he did not fit ECW at all. <laughs> I mean, it just—he was just like a fish out of water there. But the few matches that he had there, even in like '93 when he was in there, he was still fucking Tito, man. You know what a performer. Yeah. He doesn't get talked about enough, actually.
2: I think. And um, he's also a guy that I, when I said, "Oh man," I, like I don't know if I was thinking too much about this, but I'm like, "Man, who would I have like helping me out in the back and shit?" You know.
3: Hmm. Like.
2: Tito's a guy like I could do. I could use him because even the Click dudes are like Tito is the man. You know what I mean? Even they're yeah, like I want that Tito thing. Tito's like (laughs) like like, the Click didn't even fuck with Tito because he was just a nice, respectful (laughs) dude. Well, he also he also
1: used to whip Shawn Michaels ass too (laughs) when they ever they got in a match. It was Tito would win by DQ. Yeah, so you know,
0: (laughs) good pull Tito Santana. All
2: right. Next, unless anybody's got anything else on Tito, nope. Um, good. The next guy on my list, Ron Simmons. Damn, damn. Ron Simmons comes in, and he's my big ass black baby face. I don't want to be. I'm not saying it bad. You got.
0: You got. It, you've got. You've got quite the youth movement on your baby face side here. Oh, yeah. at this time, yeah. at this time, Ron is is still. Fairly young in the business. I mean, he came in in what eighty six. I think he started. Um, And yeah, I mean, and he was uh, had eighty nine. Did Doom start in eighty nine? Yeah, yeah. I thought I couldn't remember if it was eighty nine or ninety. So I mean, yeah, you talk about a fucking (laughs) built like a fucking brick shit house
1: workhorse. Yeah, and just
0: badass looking. And like you said, Archie, like as big and thick as he was, God, he could work. Yeah, and yeah, move around like he, I, he was kind of like he was kind of like. And people can say what they want about him; it doesn't matter. In the ring, with the what, and, and, and not the same like the, the same moves and everything, but from an athletic standpoint, for his build, he was like Rocky Johnson, you know, right. In that right. he was he was built like you would think he'd be like Batista or something where he's constantly injured or just lumbering around but or whatever. Jumping have you. around
1: the ring and you'd be like, Wow.
0: Yeah, you and know? moving in high impact and yeah. yeah. Awesome Ron Simmons. My, my Ron Simmons is, was
1: badass. Him in WCW, early early NWA and then WCW. His power slam was so crisp. Mm. Like there was no you know how certain guys hit it and you're like, Ooh, that looked like it hurt. Yeah, no, he looked like he was grabbing the guy and just forcing him down, but like a baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it looked believable, but it was like, okay, he didn't kill nobody. Right. You know? So I don't know what happened with Ron from when he left WCW and got to the WWE as Farouk for that first few months. He looked like he was killing everybody. I don't know if he was probably Probably, off, but he was probably, like, I'm probably.
3: Everybody.
1: Probably, everybody.
2: Know? Probably. shut that shit down and stop killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Vince went to him and was like, Look, Ron, we love you. We respect you here. Please stop hurting the talent. Except Ahmed, you can hurt him. Yeah, you yeah. can do what you want to Ahmed.
0: Don't worry, Ahmed'll hurt himself getting out of the right. shower.
1: Right.
2: Alright, the next four are gonna be they're 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 not like, Oh, I can't believe you picked that guy. They're they're not shockers. He should be give But it's uh Sting. I want staying on my show. I want staying on my roster. I don't blame
0: you. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, at this time, it's 89. He's right. really good. He's coming up. He's, he, and I'm not telling you how to book your show, but when you're telling me these names, I'm just thinking about them in this context and right. rattling off, but he's the guy that, at this point, probably, I would assume <laughs> you're going to use as a mid-card title holder, and you have plans. He's your plan for the future. You know?
2: Yeah. And, um, Sting is also at this point, and we'll talk into like reality of this. Like, this was Sting when Sting was still. How do I want to say it? Like, Sting was better. I enjoyed Sting better when he wasn't as good of a wrestler. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, a little more, a little more chaotic. <laughs>
2: yeah, and like his, his well, promos are kind really of all right, over right. the place, and and yeah, I preferred like somewhat out-of-control Sting. Like, he wasn't as... He wasn't, obviously, as bad as, like, the fucking Ultimate Warrior. Like, he wasn't, like, just a shit... Like, the dude was still an athlete, but he was just, like, a big, out-of-control bull or something. You know what I mean? Like, like it was still... it It wasn't the pristine, clean package of Sting. Like, he was still... Like his paint was still different. Like it looked like his paint was still different. And, and how, does that make sense? What I'm saying,
1: yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with you 100%. It was a grittier version because he was still coming up. He wasn't sure what he wanted to be yet, but he could go out and do a 60 minute match with Flair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or have a match with a, a Lex Luger or Barry Windham, and the fans were behind him. So that's that's your top babyface yeah. right there, in my opinion.
0: And, and and I'm not I don't want to get off to uh, off of Aaron's roster, but talking about Sting and that you know, he was more frantic at this time in the ring, right. and like Aaron said, it kind of it translates to. I mean, it's just a cool aura. And also, speaking of Flair, though, I think that's one of the reasons that Sting and Flair, other than the fact that they just had great matches, it's why they got married, if you will, in in mm-hmm. the business together, is because you watch. Sting before the flare match, the clash match, mm-hmm. and then you watch him with Flair as time goes on. If Rick Flair, time. Rick hmm?
2: Flair taught him how to slow down a little bit.
0: Yeah, Rick Flair. You can literally watch Rick Flair teach Sting how to become a world championship oh, definitely. wrestler. Definitely in the ring because Flair obviously saw something in this kid. Yep, and yep. he gave him everything and taught him everything and I mean just just an observation over you, you, time so but. you
1: mentioned that he was teaching Sting it wasn't just though him teaching him the moves or how to you know slow down a lot of people say that wrestling is like two things either a game of chess or like shifting gears in a car mm. and you could almost see Flair teaching Sting when to put it into that high high end You know, speed, go, 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 go. But then how to slow it down at the 20-minute mark and just dance with each other, go, go. Okay, now it's time to get back to that high speed again because he didn't want him to burn out. Mm -hmm. Flair was the 60-minute man before Sting came along. He was having 60-minute matches with everybody. So he had to teach Sting how to get to that point where by the end of the 60 minutes, Sting wasn't half dead and couldn't (laughs) finish the match, you know? So. It's a good
0: pick on Sting there. Yeah, Andy. I agree.
1: Right. Um, the next face on my
2: list, and you guys are going to maybe, I don't know, shit on it because I got him on as a face, but it is what it is. Going? It's the great Muda.
1: Oh. <laughs> I'm bringing Muda in as a baby face. Really? Yes. Now, this was just 89 is just before Gary Hart brings him into NWA, right? Yeah, it's the same year, but yeah, it's same year. Grand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wonder what a face Muda would look like back then.
0: Wow. It almost happened. Right. But I think okay. So, what's your reasoning for him being a babyface?
1: I guess I'll ask. Yeah. Because he's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, you are gonna cheer him anyway. Nobody's gonna
2: boo the great Muda. Out there doing fucking like that that springboard the handspring, tour, that, that, handspring yeah. that he does into the buckle and shooting the mist and fucking doing all that shit. They're gonna cheer him anyway. So just fucking use it.
0: Do you give him a mouthpiece? No. He's no. just
2: this insane like fucking like how do I say it? Like he's the guy that just comes in just fucks some people up. Like Like blowing his mist and doing his springboard, (laughs) all this other shit. Like, he has, he, you have no fucking idea what this guy's gonna do.
1: Is he like like a tweener, maybe? Like, not a full blown face,
2: or is he a full blown face? Right, at the start, he's the the face. The reason I'm
1: asking is they're not gonna boo this guy. They're not gonna boo him. I don't know. They boo him him against Flair and Thing. Huh? They booed him against Flair and Thing. Nah, not if you really watch it they weren't well they weren't booing but they weren't exactly cheering them either they were just like popping for big things going on in the matches
2: yeah and like you know. it's just saying it, it, it does. he's a face in my show and he's like that, I'm, that's good with
1: me I'm okay with that
2: like he doesn't need to say anything like say whoever's my like say I eventually have a heel champion and he comes out and he's saying some shit Muda comes out he doesn't say anything He just looks at the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Enough
0: said, or not so much.
2: Right, right. It's fucking awesome. (laughs) He's he's a a face. Great move to that. Like I said, they're gonna cheer him anyway. So just, I know, like a lot of times they say, "Oh, wrestling fans don't know what they want or whatever." Give them what they want. Sometimes they want to cheer that guy. Let him have him. He's a face. Anything else on that? Nope. Nope. All right. Um, next guy, Ricky Steamboat. I mean, go Absolutely. Why would you want? Why wouldn't you want '89
1: Ricky Steamboat? Now I agree with that. I love Ricky. I love '89 right. Ricky, but that's why I'd want a, 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 a heel Muda. because heel Muda versus Ricky might be a hell of a damn match.
0: How about you team him up and then turn Muda on Ricky?
1: Yeah, that works too. Yeah. that works too. I mean they're, they're you, know so what, many- you know what you know
0: what Mudo would do to Mi- to
1: Mickey? You know what Mudo would do to Ricky? <laughs> blow that mist in his face. Blow that mist in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky would be breathing fire and Mudo would come up and just blow mist in his face and we're going to be like my eyes. Yeah. So eventually like
2: I said, eventually maybe Mudo could blow the mist in his face and then uh, if he does there's still gonna be people that cheer Muda, <laughs> poor, poor but there Richard. might be some people that boo him too. And then you can just say, "Oh well, his little thing with with Steamboat's over, so he's back to being a face." Like Muda's, whatever you want him to be. That's, Muda's that's- like he, he's whatever you want him to be.
0: Fantastic! <laughs> I love that we I love that we've created accommodating Muda here yes, on yes. the yes. weekend podcast this week. <laughs> Thanks, but <laughs> yeah, buddy. Ricky Steamboat, like you said, I mean, there's not a lot to say other than. How do you have a wrestling promotion in '89 and not want Ricky Steamboat? Right. <laughs> Vince McMahon. <laughs> but anyway.
2: <laughs> um, is there anything else on Steamboat?
0: There, it's I don't really because you're. I mean, you, yeah, there's it's not like a lot of, of analyzation has, to Ricky do.
1: Steamboat speaks for himself. It's Ricky mm. Steamboat. You know.
2: All right. So now my babyface, my number one babyface, the guy I'm building the entire show around. Is the Macho Man Randy Savage?
1: Dig it! Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: Couch
1: I mean,
2: all digging, day, digging, every day. Digging. Macho Man Randy Savage.
1: Yeah, now,
0: I mean, a draw. Definitely the my favorite, personal favorite wrestler of all time. Um, promo Elizabeth, Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth. The whole package. Yeah. I mean, definitely top babyface. He's going to draw you money for years. He can work with anybody. And, and again, and I keep talking about the future, but that's what you look at as a booker, right? You're going to look at what, what, what are each of these guys going to do as time goes on? Eventually, also a great heel on top. You know, I mean, he can do everything. Yeah. Who do I want?
2: Who do I want? Hulk Hogan, (laughs) who's going to be an asshole. Right. Anytime I ask him to do something that he doesn't. That doesn't work for me, brother. Or do I want Randy Savage? He doesn't have a problem putting somebody over if it needs yeah. to happen. If Randy, makes,
0: Sav- it, Randy Savage, Randy gonna go. I'll i fucking put over Jeff Jarrett. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, makes, if
2: makes good for the business, he'll do it. If it doesn't make it, Hogan will only do it if it makes good for Hogan business, and I ain't knocking Hogan for
0: that.
3: Mm-hmm. See, See,
2: Hogan God, Savage,
0: Savage Hogan from God, everything I, I from understand. everything I under, for everything I ever understood, Randy Savage was not selfish. He nope. would put anybody over. He would do anything you asked him to do. The only thing he was paranoid about was, was literary, well, and his character, yeah. his care his character being protected. He didn't care if his character put somebody over right. as long as it's done the right way.
1: But see, you know? Are, I'm sure you both watched. And I'm the- not
2: going to tell. And that's the other thing, as a booker, I'm not going to tell any of these guys how to how to run their character. Right. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to give them the play. And say, "Hey, this is what I want. This is what the the, the end game is." But I want Randy Savage to tell to, to go with this guy and then tell me how
1: Randy Savage, right, react mm-hmm. to that situation. And I'm well, not like Nate tell said, you can change to, to it. No, but the idea—Randy's on top. He's the world champion. After a few months, you've got—if he wants to go heel, you've got the best heel in the business at that time. And look at all the baby faces you have underneath him that he could fight. Mm -hmm. Savage Sting, Savage Steamboat, even Savage Muda. You know? Yeah. So, just so everybody knows, Randy
2: Savage is my world champion. Boo.
1: Boo. No. Randy (laughs) Savage
2: is world champion.
1: (laughs) So, that. Now, I have a question, though. Yeah. Since you don't have Hogan on the roster, who's going to have lust in their eyes? For is it Dustin? Yeah, is it Dustin? No,
2: it's Muda because he wants to
0: blow his mist all over. <laughs> oh, so so the, per- the pearl, ne- the pearl necklace of the Orient.
1: <laughs> so Muda doesn't have lust in his eyes; he's got mist in his eyes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in her eyes.
1: In her eyes. <laughs> in her eyes right.
0: <laughs> all right, Aaron. Let's get into your heel roster here.
2: All right, the first guy is and say what you want to say about him, but I always always entertained by him. Terry Taylor. Okay. He's my, he's my, he's my shit heel. Like, he's like a little antagonist heel. He might not ever have a, eh, he might have a belt every once in a while, but for the most part, he's just like a, he, he's he's this, my little nuisance. Pain, little pay, a
0: little pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, Always scheming. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what he is, and and I, like maybe even some of the other heels would be like, this guy's a creep. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> like, Terry Taylor, babyface Terry Taylor, was good. Like Terry Taylor was always good in the ring, and he can have a good match with anybody. But babyface Terry Taylor was always kind of boring. But I always kind of like little shit heel Terry Taylor. So and, and and I think he has a place on the roster. So Terry Taylor. Anything else on on Terrible? No, Terry I think Taylor? it's
1: a, I think it's a good choice.
0: It definitely is, is a good choice as a heel because I always thought that uh, Terry Taylor. I think that almost from everything I've ever heard of him about him. Eh, kind of a schemer and a conniver like in real life as a person. So that's probably why as I watched him over the years, I was always more intrigued by him as a heel because it's more his actual real personality, you know?
3: Yeah.
2: The next, unless anybody else has anything on him.
0: Nope. All
2: right. Next guy on the list is also the guy that since I don't know a lot about professional wrestling and I just have the money, Obviously, I'm going to have ideas and stuff, but this is the guy that I'm going to say, hey, let's do this or let's do that. He's going to tell me how to get there.
1: Eddie Gilbert. That's a good, good choice.
0: Good pick. Great mind, like you like you were alluding to. Definitely. Can. And he can be – you know, it's funny because Eddie, to me, and, and you guys can disagree. I know Aaron might probably disagree with me. I always thought that Eddie – what do I want to say – he he reflected or he impacted me more outside the ring than he did in the ring as a personality. I you know, as as a wrestler, like as a and I'm not even dissing him as a wrestler, but as a wrestler where he was basic? Is that the word I'm looking for? Like
1: he knew how to go through the motions the right way.
0: He never did mu- yeah, he never did much in the ring where I went, Wow, that's epic or whatever but I could watch him cut a promo and be an oh, yeah. asshole for hours, you know. And,
2: I, and that's the other thing I was going to say, Eddie. Like I said, he's my booker, okay? Creative, whatever you want to call it. But Eddie is also the guy on my roster that's the wrestler manager. He's mm-hmm. gonna have he's gonna have a stable, and he's not gonna wrestle every single week. And he's gonna be the guy that, um once you get to the, the big show in Baluxia or whatever, that you want to see him get beat up. Like, he's yeah. going he's to, he's like, uh, oh, oh he keeps, like, <laughs> I don't want to harken back to this, but he, keep, he keeps avoiding the mist, but eventually he's going to get that mist blown on <laughs> now
1: him. Now, see, back. I was going to say, I was going to say, down the line, if Buddha turns heel, that's his mouthpiece right there. Well, yeah, you can do that, and Eddie's hyping him up. You know what I mean? Hyping him up to go against Savage, and you know we're taking that belt, Randy. You know, okay. and I and I haven't talked about the rest of my roster yet, so I
2: wouldn't necessarily do this feud. But like, he's the guy that is managing Terry Taylor, who is feuding with Ron Simmons. That if Ron Simmons can beat Terry Taylor, he gets five minutes away alone. Now that that, you know, that works. Yeah. That like that. That's what I'm getting at with yeah. Eddie. Like, Eddie's, like I said, he's not going to be wrestling every week. He's not going to be necessary. Like, I might even use him every once in a while as, like, oh, well, welcome to the show. Whoever my commentator would be, like, Tony Schiavone or whatever. And tonight, Eddie's going to sit out here for the next hour, and he's going to talk about, he's going to be our guest color commentator. Like, Eddie can do everything that you want him to do. I know he's Mm not, like, that he's not, like, some, some, like exclusive, great professional he, wrestling. Yeah, can, and
0: but but he also uh, he isn't shitty in the ring. That's not no, what I was you know what saying. I'm saying.
2: Like Eddie is a guy that was that's good. He's, he's not the greatest of all time, but he's good at everything. You know yeah. what
0: I mean? He's a Swiss Army knife.
2: Yeah, you do whatever you want with him. Just don't make him a face. I, like there was times when Eddie would be a face. It's like, nah, I don't. No, like he was he Eddie was
1: better me. as a heel, and I think that the the younger part of your roster benefits from a heel like that, the younger part of your face roster, because I could see him, you say, he's got a, if he's got a stable, he's the guy antagonizing mm-hmm. Dustin. He's the guy antagonizing Shane and Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And pushing them to better themselves. So he works as a heel the whole way. Yep.
2: And the next guy on my roster is the guy that Eddie Gilbert is going to be attached to right at the start as his manager. Bill Irwin. No, fuck no. <laughs> uh,
1: that is Cactus Jack. Ooh, I like it. I like with,
2: it. Eddie Gilbert is with Cactus Jack. They, they 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 don't belong together, but they're together. You know what I no, mean? They like,
1: work. They work.
2: Eddie, Eddie Gilbert shouldn't be with managing Cactus Jack, but that's who he's. With. And Cactus <laughs> doesn't even need a mouthpiece. But but to me, like Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack doesn't need a mouthpiece because he can talk for himself, but Cactus Jack needs somebody to handle his bu- his business. You right. know, what I mean, like Cactus right. Jack should just be signing his own contracts and shit because he's fucking insane.
0: And you can even play up the thing where Eddie's like taking his money. Well, not just that, but when Cactus is doing things, Eddie's ba- you know what? Eddie's like, "What the fuck? Why are you doing that?" Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, what are you doing? Why are you? Why, why did, did you stab do that? your
1: opponent? Opponent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> why did? Why did you? Why did you do that plancha? Why did you do that?
1: Right.
3: Yeah. yeah that
0: that, kind that's, of who won?
1: Why'd you get DQ'd? You yeah. <laughs>
0: who,
1: told, who, told, who told you to throw a fireball tonight? <laughs> I
0: was Man. not made. I was not made aware of the fireball.
2: Right. And Cactus in 89 looked and acted and wrestled like nobody else. Oh, yeah. This is the guy that you're like, hey, you want to see some insane shit? And he's (laughs) the only one doing insane shit, okay? Mm -hmm. I would would put a mandate down in my locker room. Nobody else do insane shit. This is the only (laughs) guy. Yeah. Like, (laughs) work your asses off in the ring and stuff but I don't want anybody else fucking taking
0: digging, those, bumps, digging, and, digging those yeah.
2: bumps. I don't want anybody else going to the floor unless cactus has already been out there. If you want to go to the floor after he's been out there maybe do some shit, fine. But don't go to the floor unless cactus has already been worked. Because cactus is the first guy that I want to see fucking
1: throw somebody into a guardrail. Now you shit. actually have a good storyline built there. With because I believe Sting was with Eddie Gilbert for a little while too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the so UWF, now, right? So now Eddie and Cactus start attacking Sting, and Cactus is pushing Sting to his limits. That works, mm-hmm. you know, like they kind of like they did in WCW, you know, but no Abdul the Butcher. Yeah, what's in the
0: box? We are going to do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So anything else on Cactus?
3: Mm-mm.
2: Perfect placement in your roster. Yeah. Um, and my heels aren't necessarily as in like placed as much as my faces are because a lot of these guys are established people, which they did on purpose because I wanted my heel roster to be stronger because they're helping like the guys like Steve, like Shane Douglas and Jeff Jarrett and whatnot. But the next guy on my list, and he's also going to be my other agent on the side of Tito, like, I got Tito Santana as my agent, and then this next guy is my other agent, and that is Terry Funk. Nice. If Terry Funk is in your locker room and telling guys, I think you should do this, and I think you should do that, they're going to fucking listen. Same way, like I Mm -hmm. said, with Tito. If Terry Funk's like, oh, do this, do that, Nobody's going to be like Terry Funk doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to fucking listen. And he's right. and, he, and he was he's in great shape in '89. Like Terry Funk doesn't get enough credit for how fucking fit he was. Yeah, he was in
0: better shape in '89 than he was in '79.
2: Right. And and <laughs> he's he's he, he, he he's just a guy that I want in my locker room. He's gonna and he, he get along with everybody. He's, he's, gonna, he's handsome. Fun. And he's not selfish and he's just.
0: And he's like a fantastic heel. Head. Yes. Right. And when you want him to be a babyface, he can he's be a, a baby decent. Face. He's a decent babyface. I mean, he's a fantastic heel. Yeah. And yeah. All around one of the all time greats. And like you said, you want him. Like Terry Funk is literally the guy that like we were talking about Savage earlier, not, you know, being willing to put people over or whatever. Terry Funk, in in the later part of his career would literally tell promoters, I want that one to put over.
3: Right. You know
0: what I mean? Like he, he wasn't about feuding with Tommy dreamer because he wanted to feud with Tommy dreamer and go over Tommy dreamer and have, he, he was with Tommy dreamer. Cause he looked at that kid and said, I, I want to put that kid over like right. literally yeah. like how unselfish is that?
2: So, Good poll with Mister Terry Funk. I am glad you guys agree with that. The next guy on my list uh, is uh, Steve Doctor Death Williams.
0: He can have some great matches, with Ron Simmons, God definitely
2: pretty good, definitely. <laughs> and um, this is like the guy on my list. I shouldn't even like. How do I say it? Like, this is the guy on my list. That I was like, eh, these guys might not have a lot to say about him, but this is the guy on my list that it's like I am a mark for this guy. And he's badass. Uh, he, he's, he, <laughs> uh, he's the guy that, like Nate and I say this sometimes, like when people draw like a professional wrestler, like Steve Williams is something somebody would draw. Well,
0: that, and I was going to say that in every, in every, like, um, okay, what do you want to say? Every off brand wrestling game of all time. That's not actually a WWF or a WCW game. Mm-hmm. There's always a <clears throat> Steve Williams on the yep. game. There's always a guy yep. that's like modeled after Steve Williams, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
2: And like I said, he's not the greatest talker in the world. And he might be a guy, like I said, that I stick Eddie with. And you could have, you stick Eddie with him. And there could be times when Eddie Gilbert's like, okay, we're going to have this big main event tag team match. Try to beat Cactus Jack and Steve Williams.
3: You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: Pain tag team. Damn. So, Steve Doctor Death. Well, I've actually thought maybe I would get a little, well little, little chin music for that one. But I appreciate nope. you guys appreciating that draw.
0: I'm a Doctor Death guy. I so like Doctor
2: Death.
1: All right. So, anything else on?
0: Especially at know? that time. Yeah. especially at that time.
1: Right. Well, the, the reason I have no problem with Doctor, you have so many facets on your roster that he could go against or be with. Mm-hmm. So it works out perfectly. So anything else on Doctor Death? Nope. Nope.
2: All right. Next guy on my roster is Jerry Lawler.
0: Jerry Lawler has to okay. be on any roster. Archie's okay. like, eh, okay, and I'm like, Jerry Lawler has to be on any okay.
1: roster. I'm I'm not a big Lawler fan, and it's not because of his wrestling. Jerry Lawler is a great wrestler. I just, I don't know. I get years of watching him. I just got desensitized. I don't know.
0: He is he is one of my all-time favorites, and as you know, one of the ones that I am obnoxiously pushing to get into the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Fame next year, or this year, I guess I should say, in like four months. But anyway, (laughs) um, it's coming up quicker than I thought it was. Um but I think Lawler is a he's a he's a great addition to any roster. The crazy thing about Lawler, much like Terry Funk, if we pick, if any of us picked any year from like the seventies into the nineties, we could put those two guys oh, on our roster because they both wrestled for like fifty years. Definitely. But um, Lawler, I think, brings versatility he brings mic skills he brings the ability to put over young baby faces Mm -hmm. he brings the ability to be elevated up to a world title picture um he's he's he again he's another one of those swiss army knives in wrestling like you can do anything with lawler and and the other great thing about lawler you don't have to worry about him getting injured no (laughs) jerry lawler didn't get injured
2: it, well he did when he got thrown on that table, but that was yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um and that's something else that um you were saying like he's a Swiss Army knife. He's a guy that say um Gilbert's booking for me and he starts getting fatigue. Alright, Eddie, um let's give you six months off and let's go ahead and let, you know, Jerry take over mm-hmm. for a little bit.
0: And didn't they didn't they do that in Memphis? Didn't they have like Lawler book for six months, and then Jerry Jarrett book for six months, or something yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah.
2: But the only difference that I wouldn't allow happen is that Lawler book for six months, and then Jarrett book for six months. So they just like shit can all the people that the other guy yeah. like <laughs> the roster would change. Like Lawler, lawler sign everybody, everybody, and then like Jarrett'd <laughs> come back, and then he'd take the roster down to like twenty dudes. And then Lawler would come back in like six months and there'd be like 50 guys, you know, <laughs> but um, I just think Jerry's a good pole. I think he mm-hmm. I think he'd work I agree. And, you can do, and you can do whatever you want. Like he could, he could be a baby face later on if you wanted him to be, but I'm bringing him in as a heel. I want him like making fun of the crowd. And
1: well, as a heel, he works people. on better on so many other levels with your
0: roster, with little, you with know, a little, little, little hipster goatee.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, anything else on? Uh,
0: oh, and he has to—he ha- has to have the obnoxiously large crown too.
2: Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nothing else on Lawler other than the right. the crown—the crown, the crown uh, request. Like,
2: I think I think Lawler and Tito would be a fun feud.
0: Yeah. yeah. And how it's not, it's jokes it's 80, eighty. I was about I was about to say it's eighty nine <laughs> It's eighty nine. So Lawler could still make inappropriate yeah, Mexican, Mexican jokes. How many right, Mexican
2: man. jokes do you think Lawler has? Come on. <laughs> All right, next guy, and um, he's a guy that I think if he wouldn't have had happened, what happened, and it wasn't even his fault what happened to him in eighty nine, would have been a bigger. Bigger deal, even though he, he I'm, I'm talking like in circles here, but um, I want 1989 Barry Windham on my show.
3: Yeah, that's one choice. As a heel.
2: I want him as a heel, I want him as a guy that doesn't talk a lot, he doesn't um, cut a bunch you wanna- of those. He's just he's 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 the Randy Orton of my roster.
0: But you I mean, want him to be. You want him to be the black glove heel.
2: Yeah, and he and like I said, he doesn't talk all the time. He doesn't. He. he that's the the way I could make it into um, modern day stuff would be he'd be like heel voices in my head, Randy Orton, just the most dangerous and- guy the most dangerous <laughs> in the entire. He might not always be the champ, but he is the most dangerous guy on the entire roster.
0: Mm-hmm. until hmm he comes up against that mist,
2: yeah, yeah we'll anybody <laughs> but down.
0: no you know really you could do you could do a lot with Wyndham you could do I mean oh man, imagine that version of Barry Wyndham against Randy Savage That's what I'm saying. yeah <laughs> like you got Wait. some psycho shit going on there
1: yeah. <laughs> imagine imagine you could have that Angelo version.
0: bring you could have Angelo bring back the box for that feud
1: Wow, what I was gonna say is imagine that version of Wyndham. Taking out Dustin Rhodes and coaxing Dusty Rhodes back into the ring, you know. I mean, this, Barry Wyndham, this Barry Windham, this Barry Windham,
2: Angelo brings back the box, but he beat Barry Windham beats the fuck out of Angelo, <laughs> and then and
0: then burns the box. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> fucking genius comes back and he fucking pile drives that fucker. You know, <laughs> <throws> <laughs> the entire Poffo family. <laughs> He's like the Pafos went poofo. I took care of them, you know. <laughs> so Barry Wyndham, and he was in the best shape of his career, in my opinion, in
1: 1989.
2: I agree. So, like, like I said, I I think like the Widowmaker could have been a such a bigger thing if his family wouldn't have fucked it up for him. Mm-hmm. But anything else on on Barry Wyndham? Nope. Nope. All right, next guy, bringing him in as a heel, signing him away from Vince. It's Bret Hart.
0: Bringing him in as a heel in 89, 89. Bret Hart, yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
2: Bret is the cocky, arrogant, I'm better than every single person on this show. I can go bell to bell with anybody else. Nobody's as good as me. I'm the hitman. I'm the best.
0: It's funny because there are, to me, there's three Bret Harts. There is um, end of his career, shit-eating grin Bret Hart. Because I, I I, I literally, I, and I, I am going to get to a point here, I promise. I literally pretend WCW Bret Hart didn't exist. There's a few Points and WC- WCW Bret Hart is garbage, and it's not Bret's fault. I'm just saying, but anyway, there's three Bret Harts: there's, there's, there's Shit Eat and Grin, I'm Better Than You, Bret Hart from like '97, He'll Run. There's the ultimate, the ultimate fighting champion, Babyface Bret Hart, which is when I became, I, I liked the Hart Foundation when I was a kid, but I really became a fan of Bret during that run, and then, and then there's young, chubby heel Bret Hart. Like when he was like kind of chub chunky, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And that's when Aaron said he's bringing him in as a heel. I just picture that, the the chubby, chuckly Bret Hart, like...
2: <laughs> and I'm thinking of that too because, like, if you watch like the Hart Foundation when they were heels with Jimmy, they were shit. They were like, not yeah. shit. They were like, they were, yeah. they were assholes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it was great. And it was great. So I'm thinking like, asshole bret hart but still looking like like brett always looked like an athlete but look starting yeah. to look like starting to look like regular bret hart you know what mm-hmm. i mean like to me like him coming in is just being the like i said he's the guy that's on the show that's saying i'm the best athlete around here i'm the best me i like you you all suck and and this is gonna sound funny when i say this next guy but um that's what he would be for me
1: I agree, I agree, especially if
0: we're talking about eighty
2: nine yeah, and then the next guy on my list, unless you guys say anything else about Brett,
0: nope,
2: is Kurt Hennig. there's no way I'm not signing Kurt Hennig right. I would Kurt Hennig, whatever goddamn money he wanted
0: if, <laughs> I was about to say if any of us do a if any of us have a roster, which I think won't work out for Archie unless he's going to use him as a non wrestler, but if no, you have yeah, he, if you he, Archie have. 98. 98. Oh, no, I guess he was wrestling in 98 because yeah, he did some I, shit with Goldberg and stuff. Anyway, I, I thought if I you was ever,
2: Kurt came perfect, back in 97. But... Yeah, Kurt came back in 97, so any of us could use
3: him.
0: You got, you got to put him on your roster, Archie. I'm not telling you what to do. But anyway, yes, especially like this This Kurt Henning, he was not only – I mean, he's the – and I've stated it in and, and we've all stated it a million times on the show – I don't know if there was ever a, and I'm talking about stuff that I I, I know there's probably some older people that listen that would go, well, what about Dory Funk? Okay. Listen, when I, when I talk about pro wrestling (laughs) in, in a nostalgic manner, I talk about what I've seen since I was alive. And that's not that I haven't gone back and watched stuff since before I was alive or whatever. But if I'm talking about, since I've been alive and a wrestling fan, the two guys that are the most to me natural, not not necessarily my favorites in the ring. Kurt is one, but anyway, the two most natural professional wrestlers, flawless are are Kurt Henning and Randy Orton. Say what you want about either one of them, whether you like them, whether you're not a, you're not a fan of their character, blah 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 blah. in the ring, naturals. Yeah. And, yeah, Kurt Henning on your roster, you need it, especially in 89. Fuck, he was I, so I, I good in 89. You. In 89
1: and through the mid part of the 90s, I agree. The only reason I didn't add him in 98 is I looked at all the rosters that well, were around, and I was like, you know what? At this point, he was, you know, floating around with the NWO, and he really wasn't wrestling that much. You
0: know mm-hmm. what I mean? Except well, for, he was, you know. He was, you know, at –
2: Huh? I don't want to say broken, but he was broken. Well out. yeah, right. I mean he
0: was. He was and and he was he was there were drugs and et cetera, you know, et cetera. If he and- had it
1: been ninety nine, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, then I could have been like, Well, you know what, he was doing the West Texas redneck thing and you know, rap his crap. He was actually killing it in that year. But in ninety eight he was like you guys said, he was a bit broken and he wasn't at his full capacity, so I couldn't see giving up a roster spot. Unless it was in a non-wrestling world. Yeah.
0: But in 89, for oh, sure, yeah. oh, you had
1: yeah. him on your roster. Oh, definitely. 89 all the way up to about 95. You know.
0: Like one of the biggest, I guess, letdowns of 89 is that he never actually got to get a world title run while yeah, yeah. When he had his feud with Hogan. He's
3: never going
2: to
0: get over Hogan. It, yeah, and it, well, and it also landed to his feud with Hogan landed too close to WrestleMania, and they were doing Hogan and Warrior. And I think if he, I think if it would have, if he would have maybe gotten hooked up with Hogan six months earlier, they might have at least put him over for a short amount of time with the belt. But anyway, that, that it's all conjecture. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. If, um, but yeah, if definitely. Then, if back then there would have been twelve pay per views a month. A year, (laughs) yeah, or a month, month. (laughs) then yeah, he might have gotten the belt for like one or two months and then lost it back to Hogan. But being there was only four pay per views, they really wouldn't have had time for him to drop it anywhere back to Hogan Mm -hmm. except for maybe on a TV show or a Saturday Saturday night event, event. yeah. Yeah. So, so all right, gone through all those guys,
2: all good heels. Mm -hmm. Now, this is my number one heel in my entire company.
1: It better be the Black Scorpion.
2: It is not the Black
1: Scorpion. <laughs> Sting. It is Sting. Ravishing Rick Rude. Her, yes. Yes. I like that one.
0: Archie almost gave that the indie wrestling yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. 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 <laughs> Ravishing Rick Rude
2: is my top heel.
1: Perfect. I, I like that a lot because between heading, you know, you, you mentioned Eddie Gilbert having a stable. So I could see Rude and Henning with with with, you know, with Eddie Gilbert here and there, but Rude as the main heel, yes, a thousand times, yes.
0: And at this time, I saw Rick Rude drinking a pina colada at Trader Vic's because his hair and was his perfect. hair was perfect. Was perfect. <laughs> but anyway, no, like I I, I think. And I'm not. I'm not. It's your roster, and I, I'm definitely not disputing that he can be. I. I would. I don't want to argue about this. Um.
1: Oh, Where are you? No. <laughs>
0: no. I'm. I. I just. And and I'm not. Again, this is Aaron's roster, and it's not that it would be bad to have him as your top heel at all. But I think he achieved that more later, like in like ninety one, ninety two. <laughs>
2: But the reason why is because when he got to the where he was at, he stopped being handled so much. And on yeah. my on my show, I'm not saying I'm giving the wrestlers the um, complete do go do whatever you want to do, but I'm also saying what would your what in your mind what would you do? You know right. what I mean. And then we'll work with that. So I think Rick Rude probably always had that in him, but Vince wanted him to always be the the hip swiveling, whatever. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So that's what I'm saying. Like, because when you watch him in NWA, when he was with Manny, and I know you, I'm a bigger fan of the Manny Fernandez Rick Rude team than you are, but he wasn't like he was. He was kind of a shh. Badass, like I'm a good looking dude, but I'm a tough, some I'm a tough nailed, some bitch, you know what I mean? Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think you could always have that Rick Rude as long as you gave him the platform to perform that way, right? And it would, it would be, be even, himself.
0: it would be half humorous to see him being badass Rick Rude with the big hair, too. Big hair. Anyway, I don't know why I'm obsessed with the hair right now, but anyway, yeah, good <laughs> pull, Rick Rude, definitely, definitely. definitely. Whether, whether or not I agree, top heel. You definitely want him on your roster. I'd have probably flipped him in perfect, actually. All right, but that's just me. And you can you can pick my roster apart when I do it anytime you want. Oh, I won't. <laughs> oh we're going. <laughs> and now your tag teams, right?
2: Yes. Um, my tag teams. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> the first tag team we're just gonna. Go big or go home. It is Haku and Barbarian.
1: Like,
0: nice. so you're putting you're actually putting them together earlier than they got together, which yeah, is fine. fine. But yeah, I mean, I always liked those guys together. And but yeah. I am a I am a Warlord slash Haku slash Barbarian Mark. Like, uh, what do I want to say? Warlord and Barbarian, and and obviously Barbarian was a. Uh, a better, like, I guess I'd say worker, but warlord and barbarian are my two favorite. My Aaron knows they're my two favorite muscle guys ever. Like really? I fucking love the powers of pain, man. <laughs> no. fuck people that shit on the powers of pain, the powers of pain were, and always will be cool as fuck to me in any incarnation. But I also like those faces of fear. Meng and Barbarian were fantastic together, too. Now, did so. you like
1: Warlord and Barbarian when they were the super assassins on Monday Nitro for like two months?
0: My thing about that is, and and anybody else, again, who's not a big mark for the team, would be like, what the fuck, man? My thing about that always was, why in the fuck did you put them under masks and why? call them something other than the Warlord, Warlord and the Barbarian, the Barbarian powers of pain? What the fuck? I don't know. I And again, it's one of those things that's, like I always call it, you know, you have those things in in wrestling as a fan that you call your irrational things.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I just don't know why, but I actually, <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it, Archie. I'm just gonna make a confession to the listeners of the We Can't Wrestle podcast and my co-hosts. I like Powers of Pain more than the Road Warriors. Wow. I I think that they I, I when I was younger and I was watching in real time, I liked the powers of pain more than the Road Warriors. And
1: I, I'm I'm okay with that.
0: And I don't know. Aaron, what do you think about my statement? <laughs> my confession.
1: Um, I
2: You can you can say it and that's fine. I Never really. How do, this is gonna sound weird, but I never really saw similarities. I, I mean, there's similarities, but to me, like I don't, I don't have that. And I'm even the same way with demolition. Like I don't think they were. They can say the powers of pain or road warrior clones or whatever, but I, it was a different gimmick.
0: And Vince didn't. I, I, I agree. Demolition was not Vince's. Vince wasn't like I want the road warriors, so I'm gonna create. First of right. all. Demolition was Bill Eadie's idea. It wasn't right. Vince's idea, and secondly, it was based on Kiss, not the Legion of Doom.
1: Right. But,
0: you know, there the only what are the similarities? Face paint. Right.
1: And black. Tie, <laughs> you know, you
0: know. I mean, honestly, what's face like? I mean, fucking Missing Link wore face paint. Right.
1: You know, I don't know.
0: I, I I I agree though. I and I know we just got off as we always do here. Look, on do something I? Else. Look, so
1: here's but, where I will say that I respect what Nate just said, though. I, I I respect the Legion of Doom Road Warriors, but they are not even in my top five favorite tag. No, teams.
0: they're 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 you know probably know the I mean? greatest. They're probably the greatest ta- tag team attraction right. of all time. Right. But they're not even close to the greatest tag team of no. all time. No. no. You know, and that's no for disrespect me, to them. They did big you, fucking you, money, and they made and they were great.
1: But you know, for you, it's Powers of Pain. For me, it's Demolition. And again, I never saw the similarities except for the face paint. But Mm -hmm. again, I was a WWF kid up until like '94, so I didn't really know about the Legion of Doom until they Mm -hmm. made their way into the WWE. And I was like, then I was like, who are these guys? So I went back and watched. I was like, okay, they're cool, but they're not demolition cool, right? (laughs) Yeah, they're they're not demolition cool. You know,
0: that Hawk ain't no
1: axe, right? You know, (laughs) but I'm sorry, Aaron. I you know went off on a tangent.
0: Took over your deal. But yeah, Mangan and Barbarian, absolutely.
1: Good. Good pull. All right, the tag teams
2: aren't in any order. Um, the next tag team on my list as a tag team would be um, still kind of in their infancy, but they were fucking ass kickers, and that's Rick and Scott, the Steiner brothers. I like it. Get them young. Right, I like it. Like Rick had already obviously been in the business for a long time, but Scotty was just coming in. um, And that would be the way I'd introduce Scotty would be Rick saying, Hey, um, I know I've been a singles competitor all throughout the country and da 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 da, but I'm coming into this new promotion and I'm going to, I'm going to bring the tag team. I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to be the tag team champion and, and I'm, I'm what better person can I bring in as my partner and guess who'd be standing over at the side? Guess who'd be standing over the side being waited to be introduced as 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 Rick Steiner's tag team partner? Guess
0: Scott Steiner, Kevin no. Nash, Kevin Sullivan, no. Eddie Gilbert. Oh! Mm, ah. Eddie, goes, okay.
2: this guy's gonna tell him he's, he's thinking, gonna, thinking, he's thinking. Gonna, he's gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get with my little buddy and he's or my big buddy and he's gonna get uh-huh. me a belt. I'm not gonna do doing work, but I'm gonna get all the money as a champion. And Rick's gonna be like, this guy's been with me since the beginning. I'm bringing him in here. He's gonna be my tag team partner. Eddie starts walking up and he goes, my brother Scotty. And then Scotty comes out, doesn't even notice Eddie. Just just balls. <laughs> him
1: and looks out, and there's this big motherfucker. And Eddie's like, What the fuck? And Scotty's like, Eddie Gilbert, you got to understand that when you get in the ring with Steiner Brothers, you got a 25% chance. And now yeah.
0: Eddie, send, Eddie sends Haku and, and the Barbarian, Barbarian, Barbarian after the yeah. Steiner Brothers. Or,
1: or, or <laughs> Steve Williams and Cactus Jack. Either one, mm, I know I wasn't supposed to be
2: booking angles, but this is all the shit that's, that's right. I, like doing this I like thing. it. I like it.
0: It's like, it's inherently going to happen,
2: like like, and and it wouldn't even be that you would note like like blatantly see Eddie at the start, but like say he's talking and you just kind of see like Eddie being happy about it. So like maybe the camera's <laughs> right here, so you just like kind of partially in the back see like Eddie like right, he's about to say my name, is he about to say
1: my name? You know you why,
0: why do I why do I why do in this segment why do I picture Eddie in the Midnight Rocker sunglasses?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I but, but I, I picture I picture like Terry Taylor next to him. Go, Eddie. Why are you so happy? And he's like, "Cause he's about to announce me as a tag team party, You know, and he's like really happy about it. <laughs> you know, Terry Taylor's like so, and then, so, <laughs> <you know>?
0: so. <laughs> All
2: right. So the next team on my list is another heel tag team. It's well, not another heel tag team. A heel tag team. It's the Midnight Express.
0: Yeah, I mean, it. you know, you, you gotta, yeah. You gotta if if those guys are if those guys are active that year wrestling together, right? You gotta have you
2: didn't them. didn't say they had to be together, you just told me they had to be active, and they were together. Oh, yeah. No, yeah,
0: I guess I shouldn't have said together. If they're both active, at the, so you're you're uh, you're you're doing uh, Condry and uh, and Eaton.
2: No, not Condry. No, Lane and Eaton. Eighty nine, right. buddy.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. I wasn't thinking of my time. I don't want
2: Randy yeah. Rose. <laughs> nobody wanted. Nobody wanted Randy Rose. Fucking Tiger King looking motherfucker. Say, <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know.
0: laughs> <See. laughs>
2: <laughs> Tell me, Randy Rose, don't look like the Tiger King. A fatter version, yeah. Like he ate the tiger. Yeah, oh, hey, that's funny. Hey. So, I got those two, and then I know you said 30 guys, but this guy's not a wrestler, which if I bring in the Midnight Express, so facto, I get Jim Cornette. And you that's yeah, you got it. Yeah. You Ipso facto. Ipso, facto.
3: Ipso facto.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like Jim Cornette. You're such a cheater. I know. I <laughs> a pumpkin in here. <laughs> <laughs> and All right. Work with anybody and do anything you want them to do. Now, see, and again, you have Jim there as if you need somebody else as an agent or a booker at that point. You've got, so basically, you've got Tito Santana, Eddie Gilbert, Terry Funk. And Jim Cornette. And Jim Cornette. I mean, I'll be honest with you, that sounds like a pretty damn good book book wrestling show to me. And all I gotta do
2: is sit back and let those guys do their thing. Right. Tell them, hey, I think this guy, this guy, and this guy are the guys I want to go with. Get me there.
1: Fans yeah. are like, fans are. Uh, Jim Cornette's eventually like, Aaron. What do you do? Nothing. That's what <laughs> you're here I'll for. Just count money. I'm just counting money. So, counting money. You, did
0: you did you say earlier that Randy was your first world champion? Yeah. Okay. And I know you said you had a TV title.
2: I do, and that's Bret Hart. Okay. And, and with- then. I'm not doing okay. my tag teams yet though. I got two more tag teams.
0: Okay. No, oh, sorry.
2: You're alright. You told me 30 people, so I got the most out of this shit. <laughs> my next tag team is my young um, high flying tag team. I don't know what to call them though. I thought a Canadian Air, but then I was like, I think that's a water. Wasn't <laughs> that like a water?
0: It's Canadian, Canadian dry. No, it's Canadian, Canadian
2: dry, dry. yeah. All right. Well, maybe Canadian Air. I was like, ah, oh, I could also call them the Flyboys. Trying to think of like names for this tag team. You guys might be able to think of one. But it's this tag team. I'm bringing them in. It's Brian Pillman and Owen Hart.
0: Damn! In '89. Right. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> um, they would have been a fantastic, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, they would have been a fantastic tag team at this time. Definitely. Um,
1: the Canadian Wands?
0: Now, now you got me thinking of a name for him. Yeah,
2: them. me too. I know Pillman isn't Canadian, but he can't, like, I would I would sell it on the fact that they're from, like, yeah, he trained, he trained in the Heart Foundation, with the Heart yeah. Foundation, so why not? You know? uh, there would be times when like Brett would try to get him to cheat and shit, but they're the they're the white meat tag team babyface or tag team babyface. Wow, kids. what do you but, what do you but,
1: call yeah. them? I don't know,
2: but I'm I, I know I'm gonna call them fucking awesome because they're gonna be a great
1: goddamn tag team. Right, that, <laughs> that's their tag team. Fucking awesome, that's <laughs> for short.
0: Call them the Dungeon.
1: All right. There you go. But
2: Brian Pillman and Owen Hart are my fucking white Dun- meat, baby face tag team.
1: The Dungeon yeah. Dudes, and they could have Johnny Ace with them.
0: The Dungeon Dudes.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a gay porn. Yeah, right. Horrible, <laughs> <a> horrible idea.
2: <laughs> They're dressed to Axe and Smash, but
1: not in a good way.
0: <laughs> Bring out the Gibber.
1: <laughs> got a little, little biker hats on. It's nasty. Demolition Hell comes out in your street clothes. Why aren't you dressed to wrestle? Because Brian and no one are wearing our gear
0: again. <laughs> what have you done, Mitchell?
2: <laughs> yeah, you just ruined it.
1: <laughs> Aaron's
0: like, I'm rewriting my job keys. Job keys. Yeah.
2: I'm keeping these guys, how <laughs> to book them at all.
0: <laughs>
2: dungeon boys.
1: What is <laughs> wrong No, he said the Dungeon Dunes. <laughs> no, dungeon Dudes. <laughs>
0: They're in s gear coming out on skateboards. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, go ahead, Aaron.
1: Johnny Ace, Johnny Ace is dressed like a, a big top master um, of ceremonies. <laughs> Whipping them as they're on the skateboards. Yeah.
3: Oh, Lord. Figure <laughs> it out. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Instead of figure it out, it's finger it out.
1: Oh, You made it even weirder. Oh, God. (laughs) Your arms look great, Owen. (laughs)
0: All right. Anyway, Aaron.
1: Last tag
2: team. And these guys are going to win a round-robin tag team tournament to become the champions.
1: If it's not the Bushwhackers, I'm going to be really upset. It's
2: not the Bushwhackers. So prepare to be upset. (laughs) It is Robert Fuller and Jimmy Golden, the stud stable. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I love those fucking guys together, man. They're yep. awesome together. Like, I know they're not like the most famous tag team in the world or whatever, but when you watch those guys together, those two dudes fucking enjoyed being with each other, man. They did. Like, fucking love, like, like. this is gonna be a strange comparison, but it was like, it was like watching, we were just talking, it was like watching Jim Neidhart and Bret Hart together.
3: Mm-hmm. They're
2: best friends you know what i mean like like or or ricky and robert it's different that way but but like these guys are best friends the road warriors weren't always the best best friends you know what i mean Mm -hmm. right john and marty weren't always best friends um but jimmy gold and robert fuller are best fucking friends and they just work Tremendously off each other because the one guy knows what the other guy's gonna say before he even says it. Yep. And when he does say it and they laugh, they're laughing <laughs> they're legitimately laughing at that shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so and, and they work great together and and uh, they're southern style, so they can they can get heat and they can let it simmer and they can do whatever you want, and they're gonna have good matches with everybody. Studs Table's my initial my, my inaugural tag team champion.
0: There you go. And they would have – it would be a lot of fun to watch them wrestle the underdog but very talented team of the Dungeon Dudes. (laughs) And, you know, that would be – but all joking aside, imagine watching those guys work a program with a young Pillman and Owen Hart. Yeah. You know, yeah, definitely. Something
2: else I thought in my mind was they're my tag team champions. Eddie Gilbert brings out Haku and Barbarian, and they're like, we want to challenge you for the tag team titles, and they're like, nope.
3: Nope.
0: <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not today. Like, Sorry. A Sorry. We have, a we have a match nope. with Jeff Jarrett and Dustin Rhodes. Yeah.
2: Run, nope. <laughs> that would be their entire promo. Nope. nope. They would say <laughs> it at the same time, nope, and then just <laughs> walk away.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to give you an extra Uh, By the way, good roster. Very very solid roster for 1989. Definitely. I'm going to give you an extra and I'll wind up giving obviously myself, Archie, and David this extra also that we didn't discuss beforehand. You have this product, Aaron. You're putting it out there. Something we probably should have included in the initial build of this. Who's who's calling the action on your show? What, What What's your commentary team? And I'm not even going to limit to how many people. Like, you know, your interviewer, your play-by-play, your color. You've got all these people to choose from in 89. My interviewer?
2: Um, my interviewer would be Tony. Mm-hmm. Bring in Tony Schiavone. Mm-hmm. I don't want him commentating, but he's going to be my interviewer. He's also going to, now that you put this on my mind, he's also going to be my producer. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's not commentating, because he's going to be doing producing work. And then I would say uh, commentating team nineteen eighty nine. I'd be dumb not to say Jim Ross calling the action. I'm going to go with Jim Ross, (sighs) Jim Ross, and
0: here they come, the dungeon dudes.
2: The dungeon dudes. But it's <laughs> who do I want to put with Jim Ross? You can probably, like edit this out in
0: my thinking. That's fine. You're th- I didn't think You're I was thinking thinking. This. thinking, 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 thinking yeah. Thinking. Mm-hmm.
2: Roddy Piper.
1: Wow. (laughs) Jim Ross and Roddy Piper. Not who I thought he'd pick for 89.
0: (laughs) I thought you'd go with Jesse. I
1: thought he was going to go with Gorilla and Bobby.
2: Jim Ross and Jesse Ventura were terrible together. I thought he would have went with Bobby and and Gorilla. Nope. I went. Give me Jim Ross and and Roddy Piper. And Roddy Piper's a, a, a sneaky one because he can commentate but then guess what <laughs> he can, he he can, can, can have 30, a wrestle <laughs> he get 31 31st wrestler on my card you're such a cheater yep
0: you you're using the Roddy Piper commentary card and then we got Dustin so you can get Dusty in the ring too yeah. right right and you got
1: Cornette and, and, with the and Rod,
2: Express and Roddy <laughs> and I would actually have Roddy be like quasi heel obviously but he would mm-hmm. still be he wouldn't be Insultive of anybody, but he'd side with he'd side more because Roddy Piper face commentator was bad. Like, that's the only annoying. time it's the only time I never enjoyed Roddy Piper. I shouldn't say never enjoyed it, it's the least I've ever liked Roddy Piper. Was when he was like that, Piper and you know, Macho that Man face, on
1: commentary together, that that we're like doing banjos. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that was bad. But he's he's quasi-heel Piper when he needs to be, like when he's talking about like Terry Taylor and this, that, and the other guy. But when it gets up into like the main events, he'd still call it like it was kind of like how Bobby was. Bobby was a heel commentator, but once he got up into the main event and the match was going on and shit, he never like shit on Hulk Hogan as a wrestler or anything. You know what I mean? He still sold Hogan as being Hulk fucking Hogan. And that's
1: that's what I would do. So Jim Ross and Roddy Piper. Finish what you were saying, Aaron, the Jim Ross and Roddy Piper thinks they could fit you together.
2: Oh I was just saying that, that he would be like I said, he'd be like quasi heel piper. He'd be heel piper like in like the mid card aspect of it, but once you got up into the main events, like, okay, we're gonna have Rick Flair or Rick Flair, Rick Rude versus Randy Savage. He's not gonna be like insulting Randy Savage or anything like that. Right. But I just I would want Piper to. I'd want Piper to come in and not necessarily be, oh gnarly bristles and poop times, two times. Yeah. Piper, where he doesn't put right. anybody over at all. But I also don't want him to be that 1990s commentating Piper. I want him to be Saddam
0: Hussein. Yeah, I want him to be going to pay a, through the nose. That kind, that kind of a deal. Like yeah. I kind
2: of want him to be a middle ground Piper. But yeah, Jim Ross and Roddy Piper. I think it'd be fucking great.
0: <laughs> I like it. It could
2: also be a fucking train wreck. I don't know. Man. <laughs> Tra- I a train, train wreck is great awesome. too. Yeah, sometimes a train, sometimes a
0: train wreck is great too. All right, Aaron. There is Aaron's 1989 roster. Looking good, man. Looking Thank good. You.
1: Thank. Yeah, you. I, I'd watch the AWF. Aaron Wrestling <laughs> Federation.
0: No, it's the what did I say it was earlier? The um, best list. Wrestling yeah, Federation.
3: Exactly.
0: All right. So, anything you guys want to uh, to shoot out there to listeners before we sign off here this week on the We Can't Wrestle podcast? Not right now. I'm good.
2: Nope. I'm good too. I just appreciate everybody listening.
0: Yep. All right. I, I want to thank my co-hosts Aaron and Archie as always for being here next week on the show. It's the Archie Wrestling Federation. We'll yeah. figure out what to we'll figure out what to call that in the meantime. Well, but, no, um,
1: Aaron's is the AWF. Binds is the AWF, so we're going to be in lawsuits <laughs> for who gets to use the name. <laughs> can't be Archie and Friends? No, I don't have many friends.
0: Archie's going to start...
1: And David Gold, that's it.
0: Archie's going to start doing uh, parodies of Aaron called the Thousand Error Aaron. <laughs> war Room, wrestling war room. Yep, yep. Um. <laughs> wait... <laughs>
1: They got the dungeon dudes, we're gonna have the tuxedo guys. <laughs> they, got right. they got Steve Williams, we got Steve Austin.
0: We got Steve Williams. Yeah, we got
1: Steve.
2: The only like comparable thing that he could do to the billionaire Ted thing would be that that tree, that T V trivia thing where he takes all like the the ignorant, stupid shit that Ted Turner said.
3: That <laughs> that would be a, that me? what what
0: <laughs> what what wrestling podcast host said. Yeah. <laughs> they you they got Jim,
1: They got Jim Cornette. We got Vince Russo. They got the better roster. I'll admit yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But that will be next week's feature, Archie's Roster from 1998. So stay tuned for that. And that being said, I want to thank everybody for joining us here on the uh, latest edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. We're going to sign off now and be back with more Dream Rosters next week. Stay tuned, and thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next week.
1: Good night, everybody. Say oh, yeah
0: we can't wrestle podcast is a production of maxing out media all rights reserved